Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper, a series of interviews with financial consultants and industry experts helping financial advisors strategize, market, and grow their business using core fitness values and analogies. Do something today that your future self will thank you for with Get Advisor Fit. Here's your host, Olivia Looper. Here we are. We're going to do a Get Advisor Fit episode with Jeremy Bluebaugh. Jeremy is a retired sales rep, now turned WOW client specialist, author, and founder of CoinFlip Marketing. And he is a damn great person to know. And you are going to find out why in this episode while we talk about his specialty. So, Jeremy, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, sorry, I pressured you into saying that damn good person to know. So thank you for saying that, though. I love it. Um, well, I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think it was true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you start by sharing a brief background about yourself and your experience in the marketing industry, specifically as it relates to your specialty, which is gift giving strategies? Yeah, so uh, for, for the longest time I can remember, I've been giving gifts as a sales rep. Uh, now obviously made it into a business, but really the story of how I got to where I'm at here with coin flip marketing. Um, I was actually an external wholesaler, internal wholesaler, got promoted off the desk back in the late 2000s, uh, late 2007, 2008. Um, and uh, when I got promoted, I got promoted off the desk to Minnesota, which actually I was the outside inside sales rep covering that territory. So it was pretty easy to get meetings. Um, sorry for any advisors from Minnesota listening to it. It wasn't the place for me and my wife to live. It's just too cold there. So I started looking for jobs outside of uh, Minnesota. We ended up moving down to St. Louis, where I knew actually a, a national sales manager is willing to take a leap of faith and move me down to St. Louis. I had family there, uh, even though St. Louis is cold, not quite as cold as Minnesota. And I learned pretty quickly it was really hard to get meetings. And that's when I read the book, Giftology by John Ruin. If you haven't read the book, check it out. Um, but when I started to read this book that John wrote, it's all about using gifts to kind of cut through the noise and build relationships and take your client relationships to the next level. I really learned like it wasn't really specific to this financial services industry that I was as a wholesaler or for financial advisors because he did a lot of high-end gift giving, you know, $3,000 gifts, $5,000 gifts. I, I even seen here on YouTube and LinkedIn in the last year or two, like giving out $25,000 gifts. Wow. If you're an advisor listening to this you know, podcast, you know, if you spend $101 on a client, you're, you're slapped on the wrist, you do it again, you know, you're probably going to get kicked out of the industry. It's a no-no. Um, you can't do that. And that's when I really started to learn about personalization, really getting to know your clients. And I really realized it was more about the thought that count. It wasn't so much the gift. It was the delivery, the timing and um, how you package the gift and made it all about them. And so it didn't have to be an ex expensive gift to have a really big impact, either open a door or wow, your best client. And that's where I kind of made my business is how do you kind of give the best bang for your buck? Um, because no one that listened on the call who I was dealing with could send a $3,000 gift in 2019 when uh, my last external wholesaler job uh, said, uh, let me go. I said, I'm retiring and hanging up the, my boots and watch coin flip marketing. And, you know, we're four years into business and here we are having this conversation. So. Yes. You know, I've been following you since I got in this, uh, into my business, which was around the same time. So 2018 was for me. Um, and every time I would have an advisor say, oh, you know, we need to send so-and-so a gift. Do you have any ideas? And I was like, no, but I remember that guy, Jeremy. 
you talked about this. I bet I should pay attention to him. So I have answers for my advisors about gift giving. Because of course, I mean, like you said, you it, it seems natural. Okay, we want to send a gift, but how do you do one that feels authentic and not just like mm, sending you some crap because I feel like I have to. And that's by personalizing it. So what are some of the ways that advisors can use gift giving um, as a powerful marketing tool, both for like their current clients and also maybe people who aren't their clients? Yeah, so let's let's start with current clients. And okay. uh, I don't want to offend any advisor listen to this on their gift giving strategy, but I do think most people go about the gift giving process wrong. And if they are giving gifts, there is really a way to take it to the next level that really affect your marketing and get some return on investment. And what we try to teach at CoinFlip Marketing is this process called USP, USP gift giving. Uh, and the U stands for unique, the S stands for surprised, and the P stands for personalized. And before I kind of break down the kind of how to kind of implement those three things, and the reason why I say most do it wrong is most financial advisors and not just financial advisors, anybody in the business community tend to gift on birthdays, holidays, they never really do anything random and there's not much thought, thought into the gift. It's, hey, all my 300 clients are getting this Easter ham, off they go. <laughs> all my 300 clients are getting this tin of popcorn, off it goes. And it doesn't really feel authentic. Doesn't mean it doesn't have an impact on your business um, and clients don't appreciate it. But if you truly want to use gift giving to get a huge return on investment to make your advocates even like you even more, you have to implement what we call USP gift giving. So first, let's unravel that you, the unique. Um, and it really kind of comes down to really getting to know your client. What do they like? that's different that they may never have actually gotten before. And even if they have gotten it before, it's the fact that you put some thought into it that, hey, my best client loves the golf. We're going to go out and find something that's uniquely related to him around golf and buy, or her and buy that gift for them. Now, they might already have that gift, but once again, it's the thought that, that counts um, that really kind of goes the long way with that gift. Um, the S part of this equation is probably the most important part, and that's a surprise. And what we mean by this is kind of going back to my earlier comments is not sending a gift on Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or you know the holiday season or the birthdays. It's the random Tuesday when that Mr. and Mrs. Client get home, or if it's a family gift, they get home from work. There's a gift sitting on the front porch. They open it up. There's a personalized card with a personalized gift that's all about them. Um, that's when it takes this gifting strategy over the top. It creates a wow moment because they weren't expecting it. They might have the worst day in the world they get that gift. You just change their mood. They change their day. Even if they are having a great day, it's going to even take them, elevate that mood that they have. So the surprise part of the gift giving strategy is probably one of the most underlooked part because uh, most people tend to gift when it's expected and personalized. Uh, we're big um, in engraving stuff. Doesn't have to be engraved, but my point is sending a golf gift because you know Mr. or Mrs. Klein is a golfer that's still personalization. Like I knew that my client was a golfer. I'm going to send them a golf gift versus, hey, I'm going to send them a tin of popcorn on Christmas or the holiday season or an Easter ham or a Thanksgiving pie or whatever the case may be. So uh, it doesn't have to be engraved. The personalization kind of go back to unique as long as it's about something you know about that client that they're passionate about, that you know is going to strike a chord with them to get them talking about you to say, wow, look what my financial advisor did for me. So 
that, that's really what we talk about um, when it comes to gift giving strategy. Because I think the return on investment for setting when I talked about the, the expected gifts, not saying it's not there, but if you truly want to implement a gift giving strategy that gets a return on investment, that gets your clients talking about you to other people all the time, it's taking this USP gift giving strategy and intact and implementing it. Yeah, so am I allowed to share the card that you sent to me? Sure can. Okay, because I loved it. And okay, so Jeremy and I have been talking a lot lately about how, you know, I can share his services with my advisors and how I can help, you know, him and his business space. And, you know, we can just help more advisors. So we've been chatting a lot lately and I to my surprise, received a nice little gift in the mail and a card. Now, when we were showing me, he was showing me the cards on the, the computer. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I get it. But like to get one that was actually personalized to me was a very different experience because, well, we're all a little ego mindful, okay? I might be more so than other people. <laughs> I think you might have to be a little bit to run a podcast. But the, anyways, so here's my card. As you'll notice, I am on the newspaper in this card, and it says client attracting marketing, which he took from my LinkedIn headline. I know this because I just wrote it like a month ago. It hasn't always been there, and it's not on all my marketing materials. Yes, I know. Bad, bad me. But I was trying it out. So here it is, client attracting marketing with my face, and that's not it. First, I thought that was really cool. Second is on the inside some books because he could tell from my branding and my information online that I am really into books. I have a master's in English literature. So you can see content social and it has my name as the author on these books. So that was really neat. And then of course his message, um, which was not just generic. It was actually, you know, the things that we've been talking about together. And then the gift was the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I had never heard of this, but um, I had told Jeremy that I was um, basically struggling with getting to the next level in my business. And he said, I have the book for you. And so, you know, I wasn't expecting to receive this from him, but I did. And it was a nice little surprise and it really turned my day around. And it, it checked all the boxes, U, F, and P. So... I mean, you might be listening to this and saying, yeah, that's cool. But when you actually get it yourself, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And some people might see that card and say, that's too over the top for me or how do I get my client pictures? It doesn't have to be client pictures. It can be something like this, the simple thank you with the client's name on the front. Like it doesn't have to be over the top. I'm over the top type of person. That's yeah, me too. Delivered. <laughs> but, um, and I get financial advisors that like, I would never send them personalized picture in the mail to my client or my name of the client book. That's fine. You don't have to do that. Like just a simple thank you card with a personalized gift is way better than every single gift or package they've ever gotten in their life. The bar is so low with gift giving um, that when you do something like this, it just puts it over the top. And like you said, it, it gets that mood. And when, when they open it up and see that it's a gift about them, when it's golf or a book that you recommended, or they love to travel or whatever the case may be, it's, it has a very, very profound impact on your business and your relationship with that individual. You know, what's really kind of interesting too, now that I've experienced it from you is like, and I was talking about this in marketing recently, that your marketing or gift giving marketing strategy, in a way, it's like holding up a mirror to 
to the person, right? So like, I got to see, okay, this is what Jeremy's perception of me is. And it was spot on. So I liked it. <laughs> um, but, and we, like I said, we're all very me-centric people. I mean, that's just by nature. That's how we're built to survive. Um, so it's really, when things are personalized, it just really takes it to the next level. But um, I'll elaborate on that because a lot of where my business comes from is obviously the idea of giftology, but it, it goes back to a book that was written over 100 years ago, and that's How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And in that book, if you remember that book, if you haven't read that book, there's a quote. Yeah, it's just been that, so long. Yeah, in that book, he said, when you use people's names to them, it's the sweetest sound in the world. So when you put their name personalized on a card, like I did with you, with your name on the book or a picture, which once again, might not be for everybody in this thing, but it's my, my style. Like you are hammering down on what Dale Carnegie has been talking about for a hundred years. And, and this will probably lead us to the next question. You know, think of all the communication that your clients are getting now. It's digital, digital, digital. Uh, and all of a sudden something comes through to them that's actually physical. It's a handwritten note or it's a card like I sent you that's very highly personalized. Like it's going to stick out like a sore thumb from everything else that they're getting inundated with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so uh, I think that's really why it works. We can kind of go into more of the psychology if you want to, but I'm a big believer what Carnegie talked about. And that was a big reason why when we started Coinflip Marketing, we really spent some time using names on cards and pictures on cards because we knew it worked because um, of that fact, what Carnegie says in this book. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, taking it also, which is where my train of thought was going, but I lost it, um, holding a mirror up to your prospective client. You think about your prospective client, they have a lot of choices for financial advisors, right? They, um, but, but ultimately the person that they're going to choose is the person that shows them the kind of person that they want to be. So if you're saying, I have the solution for this, and this is what your life could look like, and then the other advisor says, okay, I have this solution and this is what your life could look like. And then there's a third advisor who doesn't mention any of that. And they just talk about returns and all kinds of boring stuff. Well, forget him because nobody's going to pay attention to him. So now we're down to the, the other two. The, the client is going to pick their which reflection of them, their future selves that they like the best. So, you know, in your messaging, that's why it's so important in your messaging to speak to their emotions, their primal feelings, um, you know, to survive and thrive in this world and show them what that could look like with you. And that helps you attract the right kind of clients, the clients who want what you have to offer. Um, so I really want to get into what you started to talk about, which is, you know, today in the digital age, chat GPT is here. There is so much content being created by real content creators, by interns but oh, it's just we're going to be inundated with so much crap um and I wonder what is your stance here like do you think and I think I mean I know what I think and I think I know you think so let's just say it um this giving of physical gifts and like also doing things in person in a personalized way is going to be even more important because it's going to be different than all the other crap that's out there Right. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, so I read earlier this year, maybe it was late last year, that it's estimated that 347.3 billion emails will be sent daily in 2023. And that was before ChatGPT was even a thing. So I think that number is going to skyrocket north of 400 billion. Oh, yeah. I'm already starting to see it. 
I'm getting even more inundated with just terrible LinkedIn messages because there's now a way for all these people to kind of create content that's honestly, personally, I don't think that great. Um, I do think that the APT is a great tool to start with, but I still think you have to massage it, make it your own, get the robotic feature out of it. But so I think about that 347 billion emails per day. Um, that comes across almost 48 emails per person on this planet. If your clients are busy, successful CEOs or business owners or whatever the case, that email system is probably 150, 200 emails. They're getting inundated a day. Then throw in the cell phone, the WhatsApp, their Facebook page, uh, their Instagram that they're on. Then they have a family. They might coach sports. Like there is so much noise, especially from a digital standpoint going into your client's life. You, you talk about a way to stick out is the physical mail. And, and if you're questioning that thought process, like I want to stay digital, 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 we're not saying get rid of digital. We're saying you got to pair them up. Yeah. And I would ask yourself this question. When's the last time you got something in the mail, which obviously we know the answer for you a few days ago, but for anybody listening, um, when's the last time you got something in the mail and said, wow, like this person really cares about me. This person really wants to get my attention. Or this person really wants to talk to me. It probably hasn't happened in a long time, if ever. And the reason why I, I still get them in my mail, and once again, is I still get uh, invitations to steak dinners for financial advisors and the worst invites in the world with, we're going to talk about annuities or whatever the case is going to be. And apparently it might work because they're still doing it. But yeah, <laughs> um, I'm like, really? Like, I, I would think just taking that, that money you're spending on and spending 20, sending out gifts to your 20 best clients would have way bigger of an impact from kind of a you know, trickle down effect and like, Hey, I'm going to give you more referrals, talk about your business, then actually sending out a steak dinner invite that gets no one's attention. And by the way, the advisor who doesn't hear my community have gotten five in the last year, uh, doesn't have the right name. So, um, he goes, no, yeah, right, Jeremy. So uh, you're kind of missing right. the mark is my point. And, um, that that's where I really think of coming is it don't, say, get rid of digital, you still got to use it, you still have a website, we still think you probably should have some LinkedIn, some probably email, nurturing, a newsletter, all that type of stuff, it's great stuff to have, but for your best clients and your best products, going direct mail with personalized mailers, personalized gifts is a phenomenal way to keep their attention or get their attention to have better relationships or start relationships. Yeah, and there's still science. I mean, there's science behind the tactile experience, right? Like touching something, feeling something, holding it in your hand. That's something that is becoming, I, I think is going to, in the near future, become more valued because of this, oh my gosh, we are just so inundated with digital. And it's funny to think about because while you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, those memes that's like, oh my gosh, I spent $5 on a ringtone in 2020 and now every, like now, or 2020, probably earlier than that, but maybe in the 90s. And now I don't ever take my phone off silent. Well, I feel like now it's going to do the same thing for like, do not disturb. Like everybody's just going to have their phone on do not disturb all the time. <laughs> And then yeah. they're only going to go do the things in there that they want to do. Uh, so, story, mine's already on that. Like if you're not, like, if you're not like on my favorites list or like, first of all, you can't, like my phone rings and it's not a recognized number, go straight to voicemail. I, got exactly. I don't want to talk to you. Um, I just don't. Um, and if you leave, leave even the greatest voice messages in the world, if you're self I'm probably not responding. Like read my LinkedIn profile. Listen to my voicemail. Yeah, I like read my profile. If you want to reach out to me, it says I'm open to connecting. Send me a message direct. 
a personalized message being linked in, I'll respond. But it, it's funny. I, and I go back to that. I, I've probably in the last two years, um, and we're kind of going on a rabbit hole here. And since I've really gone down this LinkedIn very posting every day, I'm adamant about sending personalized messages. I've gotten two in my LinkedIn, two. Um, and I did business one of one of those individuals. Um, the other one just wasn't a fit. Um, second thing on a LinkedIn direct message. So this thing just like prospecting, getting personalized and prospecting. There's an uh, ideal client profile. I wanted to reach out in the SaaS space. He was up in Wisconsin. I read his LinkedIn profile. And in his LinkedIn profile, said, if you're a golfer, tell me the number one golf course you'd love to play. If you're not a golfer, you know, tell me your favorite movie and I'll respond and we'll connect. I did uh I did that. I said, Hey, I would love to play, um, you know, Augusta, like any other golfer, but if I can't play Augusta, I'd love to get on Medina in Chicago. And my favorite movie is uh, Shawshank Redemption. His response to me was, thank you for responding to that. I've had that on my LinkedIn profile for three years. You're the first person to ever answer that question. Jeremy, I just got goosebumps. Just like, I mean, that's how easy, that's how low the bar is set. The bar is so low. And you know what you had? It's, April 27th, this probably won't come out for a little while, but you need to go back to Jeremy's post from earlier this week. Maybe it was like the 23rd or 24th on LinkedIn. And there's a little video and it shows you how to put a um, message pre listen through to the end, a pre-written message in your phone to go to LinkedIn to thank people for um, engaging with your post. Now, what you can do is you can put it in your phone so that when you go to LinkedIn, it's easy to copy and paste it, but then take a minute or two to look at their profile, say something, you know, about why you're actually reaching out to them. Because yes, it's a good practice to um, thank people for engaging with your posts, especially if you're trying to grow your network, but be do it in a personalized way. You don't want to just, you know, spam people with your pre-recorded message say something personal. And like Jeremy's story here, you might find when you're looking through their profile, a little nugget where you can sort of slip in, you know, and be noticed, get yourself noticed with that, you know, decision maker or founder or whatever type of person that you're trying to connect with. So follow, find his post, write some personalized messages. The bar is super low. And Jeremy, you have really gotten me in the habit of doing this as well. Um, because one of the reasons is that it also helps with your like warming up the algorithm for your own posts. So if you go and send some personal messages before you make your own post, it also helps. So it's a good time to do it. Find some people that you've been wanting to connect with, you know, either use your pre-written message or write a personalized one at that time, whatever your, whatever feels comfortable to you. And you just never know what can come from it. Three years, this guy had it on his profile, and nobody noticed except no. him. Uh, and then to he's never going to forget you. Yeah, and so think about like a, a direct message when someone connects. I still, I still do to this day. I do a lot of voice messages, or sometimes if it's someone I really want to talk to, I shoot a quick phone, a, a quick video on my phone. I know from compliance reasons, some people listening to this might not be able to do that, but if you can, like that's once again just a simple like, hey, thanks for connecting in the voice message. If you don't know how to do a voice message, shoot me a direct message. Uh, on a LinkedIn, and I'll show you real quick with you know four steps how you can do it on a LinkedIn app. It's pretty easy. Uh, a voice message, and once again, like that is people are checking their LinkedIn messages. It's not full of crap yet, unless right. you're Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins. And yes, it's full of crap. But if you're a you know chief marketing officer of a small business in uh, you know Montgomery, Alabama, like it's not right. full. Of crap. 
and, and that person might be making 750 grand a year and might be a great client for our financial advisor. Um, yeah. And they're going to listen to it and they're going to appreciate it because their email, their voicemail, you're just probably not getting through anymore. Unless like you said, you're their favorite or, you know, you're selling the new Apple iPhone, maybe you have a chance, but. And yet that's another thing. This is, let's be clear. We're not talking about pitch slapping. We're not talking about sending, let me sell you something. I just met you messages. We're not talking about that. We're talking about thanking someone for engaging with your posts or mentioning something noteworthy from their profile or basically just telling them why you're connecting. The other day, somebody uh, was interacting with my post and I went to his profile and I got very, his last name was Gray. And I, he got his, his profile gave off very Dorian Gray vibes, you know, from that, that book. <laughs> the Gray uh -oh. one. Is, is um, the podcast changing now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know what I'm talking about, 50 Shades of Gray. And I was like, yeah. hey, oh, I know what you're I just, talking uh, about that. Yeah, I was like, I just came across your profile and it got very Dorian Gray vibes. So, you know, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> That's why I started following you because I thought it was kind of cool and mysterious. And now I want to know what you do. Um, and, you know, so sometimes I just tell people, hey, I'm following you because of this or whatever. Um, or I'm really interested in how you coach people to change their brains. So I can't wait to see your content. And you never know what can come from stuff like that. I agree. But yeah, we, we did go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, that's okay though. That's like the that's the that's the meat, you know. That's the good yeah, stuff. The good um, stuff. But ugh, I mean, these questions are good too, though. Um, okay, what is this? Okay, KYC. What are some creative ways to personalize gifts and make them memorable for clients? Yeah. Do so go over this because I don't know. We have not. So I think this is a very important thing because when I was a wholesaler until this day, when I talked to financial advisors and business owner, and asked them, tell me about your clients. Most people kind of go into your typical, oh, well, you know, Adam owns a business. He's got two and a half million dollars with me. His wife, Susie, you know, they live. No, no, no. Like, what do you know about Adam and Susie? Like, what do they like to do? Who do they cheer for? What's their kids' names? Um, where do they like to travel? Like, what do you know about them? that you can relate to um, to kind of spike a cord to send personalized gifts and personalized outreaches. And most people struggle with that. Most people probably mentally know something about their best clients. It's not, number one, not documented anywhere. And they're not, if it is documented anywhere, they're not using that information to your advantage. So um, let's talk really quick about how to get that data if you don't have that data. So the best strategy I tell financial advisors is do get this data, take a Monday afternoon off, uh, you know, two o'clock, Turn the phones off, or obviously maybe the one assistant's up front answering the phone and saying, hey, we're, they're in meetings. Uh, spend the next two or three hours by the team a late lunch or maybe an early happy hour dinner or something like that. And go line by line um, with your best 25, 30 clients and jot down what you know about them on a personal level. Um, it might be where they went to school, what sports team they cheers for. Do they like to golf? Do they like to travel? Like, What do you know about them that you could put it down and you store that information in your CRM? Now, some listen to this say, well, you know what? I might not know any of that information or I just know a little bit about each one of those clients and, and I'll follow up with you for a worksheet that we have this so you can kind of jot it and you can maybe put it in the podcast notes. But um, two things you can do. Number one, if you're at a broker dealer or you're a registered investment advisor, one of the best ways to do this and get this data is set on a quick survey. Hey, listen, we're looking to do a little more intimate events in 2023 or 2024. Uh, we're really looking to get a deeper dive with knowing our best clients. Could you take three to five minutes to fill out this survey so we can get to know you a little bit more on a personal level? 
and it can be very basic questions. Um, if you're at a broker dealer, or you're not comfortable doing that as a registered investment advisor, then you can, what I tell financial advisors or teams to start gamifying the process. And what do I mean about gamifying the process? So anytime a client calls, it's on this list that you want to get this data, maybe have a list of five questions you want to ask them. And it could be simple, like, hey, uh, Susie, thanks for calling. Uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor's on the phone right now. A quick question for you, because I was, you know, out walking my dog today. Do, do you have a dog? Like, like, obviously, maybe a little more creative and, you know, intelligent like that, but like gamify it. And then maybe these five questions over the next five months, you know, give your team a bonus for every question that they can get answered, maybe a $10 bonus for every question they can answer and gamify it. And now you have 150 data points on your 30 best clients. If you get five, that you can build out a game plan over the next five years and how you actually are going to give to them in a meaningful way um, going forward. So that's what the KYC part is about, is you really need to get to understanding what makes your clients tick, what makes them them. Um, and it's not about the financials, the returns, et cetera. You know, even the most famous people on the planet have a favorite movie, a favorite sports team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have things that they're very, very passionate about. Find those things you're passionate about and use it to your advantage. And there was a second part of that question, and I, I go on my KYC rant there. Um, what, was the, what was the other part of the question? Oh, no, I think you answered it. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, so I, I think the question was, how, what kind of gift do you send? So it really kind of comes down to knowing. Oh. Um, so if you know it's a client's a golfer, send a golfing gift. Um, if you know they like to travel, focus your gifts around traveling. If you know they like a, a sports team, make it around that sports team. Uh, and the best way to do that is kind of build out a kind of gifting strategy over the next two to five years. Because you're obviously... Let's say they love traveling, they love the Detroit Tigers, and they love golf. So maybe your one's a traveling gift, your two's a Detroit Tigers gift, your three is a golf gift, and then you recycle back to traveling on your four, your five. It, it, I hope that's kind of making sense there, but like have a strategy on when you're going to gift and how you're going to gift. And, and the best way to do that, what I, I tell financial advisors is this strategy is not for all your clients. These are for your super A and A clients. The so, ones that you would clone if you could. The, the ones that you want to clone and um, simple math. The best way to do this is to take your top 24 clients to two a month. Simple as that, right? I like that. Um, easy as that. They get a per each two month couple or obviously an individual gets a personalized package from you. It's not going to take that much time. It might take a, a little more time than you're comfortable with at start. But once you start to get in the rhythm of it, um, it'll be a lot easier. Other solution is you can hire us. That's what we do. Um, but I'm not going to sell our service on the podcast, but that's what we do. No, you can. Yeah, we're, we're all about that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So we, 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 we put together, we ask questions, and then we put together the package or you can sit on your behalf. All you really have to do is give us the client's name, address, and we do the rest of the work for you. So we try to make it as seamless as possible for you to create these wow moments. And the best part is they'll never know it's from us because um, your name's on the shipping package, uh, shipping label, and their name. Our name's nowhere to be tied to it. It looks like it came from you, uh, and it has a profound effect and gets a great return on investment uh, for from your best clients. And science proves that giving makes you happier than receiving. So they'll receive your gift, you'll get raving feedback, and you will feel so good. I actually, <laughs> I actually sent a gift to a um, a previous client who gave me a referral. Um, for a new client that's going to onboard in May. So I got her a gift and I also got a little onboarding gift for the new client. And I feel like I am more excited about it than they're probably going to be. 
But, you know, so giving is better than receiving, but also it's going to be helpful for your marketing. Um, so let me give you a quick example uh, of what I'm talking about here, because I think we'll kind of help advisors listening. And um, first advisor, uh, this example I'm going to talk about, um, kind of when it gets a little bit of the grain of what I'm, what I tell my financial advisor to do this. This advisor wanted to still keep it birthdays, but really do highly personalized birthday gifts, and which is fine. I'm okay with that. It's highly personalized gifts. We, we still recommend like not doing like maybe just a birthday card or a birthday wish or phone call. Um, but anyways, here's the profound effect this could have on your business. And this is what this financial advisor did. So this is probably two years ago now. Uh, I said, okay, well, his name was Jeff. Like, what, what can we do um, for you? And he's like, well, my third best client's got his birthday coming up here in about three or four weeks. And I said, okay, well, what do you know about the client? And he said, well, he's a big Star Wars fan. And he said, stop. That's all we need. Let me do the uh, rest. And we put this together, this nice customized Star Wars, Star Wars happy birthday card um, with the, you know, a Jedi on the front, with the Star Wars, you know, sky theme, a Jedi theme, Star Wars uh, happy birthday note. And he actually did tell me, at the end of telling me, as we're going to find the gift process that this individual loved uh, scotch or bourbon or whatever. I'm not a whiskey drinker, but we bought him like a, a Star Wars Darth Vader decanter with his name on it. It's sent in the mail. This client loved it so much. He posted on Facebook. Um, look at my financial advisor did for me. I put the card and the picture. Now, it, it's not going to have, you're not going to have people lining up the door to say, oh, I got to talk to this financial advisor because he did this. But that was free marketing for your business outside of buying the gifts to his Facebook community saying, hey, look at my financial advisor did for me. Put your name in a good light. And I think that sometimes financial advisors struggle with that. Like I send a gift, oh, that client didn't respond or didn't send me a referral right now. Doesn't mean they didn't appreciate it. Doesn't mean that they're not going to refer you. It's just they're busy just like you. Um, it has, you got to play the long game with the gifting strategy. I guess where it's going. Um, other part, I had a financial advisor probably late last year. We did, uh, not late last year, kind of like October-ish. We did some gifting. Um, and uh, one of his best clients was an Eagles fan. If you know, but the Eagles went to the Super Bowl this year. They had a great season. Uh, we photoshopped his client's name on the Eagles score scoreboard. You know, just, hey, number one Eagles fan, Jeff Smith, whatever the client's name was. Uh, inside was an Eagles logo, Jeff, to the world's biggest Eagles fan. We thought you'd appreciate these coasters. Thanks for being such a great client. I think over the next 90 days, that client gave him like four or five referrals. Uh, now, we can't directly tie that to the gift, but it was coincidence that four or five referrals just came in after this nice Eagles gift. And once again, it cost this advisor 120 bucks. Like it wasn't with my fee. 120 bucks is cheaper than any lead <laughs> that I can get you. Yeah. <laughs> most likely. I mean, I, so I, we, we always look at return on investment, right? So like people are like, oh, your service is $36,000 a year. I'm like, yes, but you sign one client and you well blew that $36,000 yep. out, out of the water, right? So $120 that you could get increase your revenue by $50,000 a year or more. I mean, depending on their assets, but so, Seems I mean, like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I mean, Even I think, if you well, don't get a referral, retention. I mean, retention is the other side of the coin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that client and market goes a little bit crazy like it has, or you mess up a service issue. Like having these wow moments in your bag or it's playing out for the next three to five years, uh, having just different touch points that are personalized throughout the year, keep clients happy because um, they show you much care. They, they understand that you're human. You're going to make mistakes. 
Um, so having these will obviously keep them advocates. If one and does a mistake happens or the market does go down like it has, they're going to stay happy the whole process. Right. So pick some different holidays besides regular old stuff, put them on a schedule. You know, as far as implementation goes, you can either outsource it to somebody like Jeremy, um, you know, or if you can handle it on your own, or maybe you have an intern that can, mm, I don't know if I'll give that. I mean, even what we do, sorry to interrupt <laughs> you, I mean, we actually come in and consult and put together like oh. a whole gifting game plan for you as well. Um, so we can come in, we, we usually do three 45 minute sessions. We had a fourth one on for extra fee. If you want us to come in and actually walk you through the first three uh, client processes, how we would do it, what we recommend, help you create the card. Um, but it's usually three 45 minute calls. We get you set up with uh, the list of gifts, uh, knowing your client, how to create the cards, what we'd put in a card, et cetera. And then, like I said, that fourth session, if you want it, we actually walk you step-by-step step, uh, with three of your best clients and what we would recommend doing um, for those clients. Oh, that's really attractive, actually. I like that. I would definitely do that. So, um, you hear everybody? Sold. She's, she's on board. You don't even have to figure it out on your own. You can just have him come do it for you. <laughs> Which is, you know, I'm sorry, advisors, but you don't need another thing to do. So, Find someone to do this for you. Um, I think that we can all agree on that. Um, so that kind of covers the logistics. You can either come in and help them consulting or you can just handle it for them, right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've talked about so much of this, but um, how can the financial advisors stay ahead of the curve and continue to impress their clients? Yeah, so I think it goes back to number one, doing that game plan, understanding to know your clients, you know, getting two to five things that you can utilize, uh, and then really kind of planning that out over the next one to five years, right? What does a gifting strategy look like for my top 30, whatever the number is, right? What does that look like over the next five years and have a game plan on what you're going to set? And then what I tell financial advisors, not only do you just do a gifting strategy, is throughout the year, um, it's simply some you know personalized emails, some personalized cards. Uh, we're big fans of using random holidays to stay in front of clients. So St. Patrick's Day, April Fool's Day, uh, the Masters, um, March Madness was recently, we sent out a bunch of March Madness cards that people love college basketball. Uh, we did a bunch of opening season baseball. So it, it really depends on what your taste, uh, actually on our website, on CoinFlip Marketing, if you click under resources, we have a tab called Law of 29. It gives you six ideas every month to drip or actually on your prospects or clients. Um, you pretty much, there's a day of the year for everything now. Uh, <laughs> so there's all this information, use it. We've already got the cards. You can just copy and paste, send them there on our website. But that, that's really another way to kind of help stay in touch is these random holidays throughout the year. Um, it's just saying, I'm thinking of you. Uh, and to be honest with you, when's the last time you got a St. Patrick's Day card or, you know, opening day baseball card? Assuming most people on this call never got one. Um, so you'll be the first and probably the only person ever to send that individual that type of card or that type of outreach. Yeah, and um, we'll provide all the links for this stuff in the show notes so that you can go find the Law of 29. He literally does have every single month. You can go, there's a list of five or six. I've even used his suggestions before for my clients. The Masters was one from last month. Day, I, St. Patrick's Day. 
Um, July is National Ice Cream Month. Here's the March Madness one we did this year. Uh, here's the Masters Week one we did. So, yes. so. so many options. So there's really, you can cover that personalization piece by sending something that, you know, you know that those clients are interested in. And, you know, you just don't want to be that advisor who only sees their their folks on an annual basis or a quarterly basis or whatever, how often you have your reviews. Um, that is not... And I agree with you. I mean, I tell my advisor um, and like we talk probably once every two or three weeks because something comes up in my business that we have to do something and he helps me out a lot with that. And I'm very appreciative of that. And that's why I work with him because he understands my issues as a business owner. But like, I always joke with him, like, what are you doing when you're not talking to me? Like, um, kind of joking with him, right? Like, what are you doing? I know he's obviously busy. I'm not saying you guys aren't doing anything. I'm kind of joking because I have a good relationship with him. But like, that's what your clients are probably thinking. Like, well, what, what are you doing if you're only talking to me once a year? Um, yeah. So I think that's where these steps, like these processes, having these different type of outreaches can really, number one, from a retention standpoint, keep your clients as sticky as possible. Um, but also too, from a prospecting standpoint, having these different touch points is um, for people you maybe met that didn't come clients, maybe people in your community that love to give clients. Uh, it's just kind of a slight little drip on them that keep you top of mind that probably their financial advisor sure as heck's not doing uh, unless they're listening to this podcast. So, Right. So we always are talking about differentiation. How can you stand out and how can you be different from the crowd? This is one surefire way because I guarantee you, even though it's definitely something that's feasible for most people, we know how it goes. We are busy with life, whatever. That's why Jeremy is here to get us set up and get this running for us so that we can be sticky, sticky with our current clients and get those super raving fan referrals. Agreed. So Jeremy, um, last thing I would like to ask is that you already mentioned the gift giving book, Giftology, in the beginning, but are there any other resources or tools that financial advisors can use to get inspiration for their gift giving? Yeah, so you can probably see my book up there. It's on my website. We'll include the links. Uh, we created a, a book called 50 Wow Moments, you know, how to create moments that your clients and prospects remember. Um, it's literally 50 ideas um, that are fairly cheap that actually some of them are gifting, but some of them aren't gifting um, that you can do to create these wow moments to create raving fans. Um, on our website, um, under the financial advisors tab, we actually have about an eight page guide on actually how to implement personalization into your practice for specifically for financial advisors. Um, so those are really kind of the two resources. And the third one I'd say is follow us on LinkedIn. We're constantly posting about ways to wire best customers, ideas, gifting strategies, whatever the case may be, um, just putting out a ton of content, ton of value for you to kind of, kind of take and run with it. So those would be the three places I would say from CoinFlip Marketing um, that we could potentially help you. And I know you're gonna put those in the links uh, for them to kind of click on. So. Yeah, I am actually looking at the um, guide right now, and it looks like there's a lot of good stuff in here, and I can't wait to read it and share it with everybody. Um, I'll send you the quiz on Monday then. Oh, geez. That's what it's <laughs> <doing. laughs> No, it looks really, uh, really like there's a lot of actionable takeaways in here. It's not just um, a bunch of words. So, Jeremy, thank you for being here. Why don't you just tell our clients one more time, our guests one more time, um, where they can find you on social media and your website. And of course, the links will be included, but 
Yeah, so once again, Jeremy Blueball, if you type in Jeremy Blueball, B-L-U-B-A-U-G-H on LinkedIn, we pop up. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Jeremy Blueball on LinkedIn. Um, www.coinflipmarketing.com is our website. Uh, and on the top there, there's a resource or a who we serve tab. If you scroll over it, financial advisors, um, there's a ton of content on there to kind of talk about what we do, but also some free content like that guy I'm talking about so you can read get a little better, better understanding about personalization in your practice and gift giving. Right. And the resources tab, you learn about the mailers, the blogs, right. the videos, the resources, and that's where you'll find the law of 29, um, which are those monthly ideas to create touch points with your clients. Jeremy, thank you so much. Yeah, this is the last. Me. Now I'm going to have to send you a gift for being a podcast guest. So, oh, I just told you, I ruined the surprise. <laughs> doesn't come. I'll forget about in three weeks. Um, okay. and oh, wait, surprise. note to self, wait three weeks. <laughs> but thank you again. This is awesome. And you guys, thank you for tuning in to Get Advisor Fit, where we encourage you to lift heavy, invest often, and market your ass off. Thanks for listening to Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. To learn more about Olivia and how her firm, Lexicon Content Development, can help you visit lexicon.contentdevelopment.com. If you want to reach out to Olivia on LinkedIn, you can find her at Olivia Looper Lexicon. And if you'd like to follow Olivia on Instagram, you can find her at Lexicon Content Development. Till next time.